0: episode 84 i want to say 84 um i respectfully disagree man this is gonna be the last recording for 2021 um just wanted to throw something together real quick man it's a monday early afternoon man Um, just got off work and this episode man just gonna be one of these uh just a uh, appreciation thankful episode man and just kind of reflect back on how this this whole year went good bad ugly whatever and like I said just reflect and be thankful and talk about what's going on for the next year It's open. What is it? Mommy didn't mean to open this. It's okay. Tell her I'm recording. Thank you. Sorry for the interruption. Um, Just want to reflect, talk about next year, man. And the main thing I want to talk about, Doc, is <sighs> social media again. Man, I know a lot of episodes has been... You know, talking about social media, cancel culture, and all this and that. But it's just like, I'm about burnt out. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, man, social media can be good if you use it the right way. But social media also can bring a lot of unnecessary stress, drama, get you out of your character. And for the first time, I'm trying this on Facebook Live. So I got I got the live going on on one end, and I'm, I got a hot mic on the other. So I'm gonna be going back and forth. What's going on, man? James got Mario in the building. Definitely shout out Mario, man. What's good, man? Like I said, uh, it's it's been a good year for everybody, though. though. So shout out Mario with the uh, my therapist made me do this podcast. I've I've shot uh, shouted that out a few times here on the podcast, but. That's what I'm saying, man. This this last episode is just reflect on this year, talk about the ups and downs, good, bad, whatever, and talk about what's 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 next, man. So I hope everybody had a had a good Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Got to spend time with with loved ones or whatever. And that's kind of where I want to start because <laughs> it's been a year since my mom passed, but I swear, like, it feels like it was, it was yesterday, and, uh, like I said, that's, that's kind of where I want to start, I'm working on the same thing right now, yeah, man, I, I, it's crazy, though. because sometimes it's, it's good to, to listen to your, your episodes, and then I kind of reflect on what's going on on this, on this end, especially when y'all was talking about basketball, sports, and I'm like, you see, I got the, uh, Cochran hoodie on. So good stuff, man. I said, and now you got to think now you done took off now, man. So it's, it's easy. Every episode gets easier, man. Oh got Spirits. Look, I ain't even talking to Spirits today, Dawg. man. He smacked me into fantasy football, man. I can't even talk to you right now. Dog. I was over here on pins and needles last night. And then, uh, Big Ben can't even get the ball past midfield. I needed Najee to score one touchdown, and I was good. But um, anyways, back to what I was saying. Like I said, I'm going to be bouncing back and forth. This is my first time with the Facebook Live, just trying to interact with everybody and see how it turns out. Um, but I was talking about my about my mother. I said, unfortunately, she passed on December the 20th of last year, so 12 20, 20 it's going to be one of them dates where it's just like, you can't, can't get rid of it. No matter how much I try, you can't get it out of your mind. And, uh, the start of the year was, was rough and it's only a select few that even know, you know, what happened, but it was just like, that. I was just like depressed, like deep, deep, dark thoughts going to the doctor on a regular basis because I had already convinced myself that, hell, I got cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like anything that was hurting, I was just, you know what, I'm going to the doctor. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to the doctor, telling him to do lab work, test this, test that. And I don't know if that's that post-traumatic whatever because it it was definitely a lot to take in. And then when you sitting in the crib by yourself, like I said, I work from home. So if I'm not listening to music or listening to Skip Bayless and him on TV, you know what I'm saying? I get stuck in my thoughts or I'm always on social media scrolling up and down and I don't know what it is. But it seemed like, man, for for a few weeks, I just kept seeing posts where it was like, uh, there's nothing in the world like your mother. If you love your mother, share this post. And I'm talking about like everywhere I looked, I just I kept seeing stuff like that, and it just kept putting me in a in a dark place. And it was like, man, I just I don't even know. Like I don't even know how to describe it. But you know what I'm saying? I felt like the podcast kind of helped me get through that because you know what I'm saying. Once you get around people and you start talking and carrying on. That stuff goes out the window. Like, you're not even sitting around thinking about it. But then, when you lay in the bed at night, then boom. And then it had a, a huge impact on our children. And I didn't even find this out till like a couple of weeks ago that like the school guidance counselor has been talking with my oldest daughter because, you know what I'm saying? A lot of that she's been taking to school and she's been, you know, uh, the guidance counselor suggested that she keeps a, a journal. And she's been writing in this journal, you know, talking about how she she misses granny and stuff like that. So it's like, dang, like you don't even think about the impact that it has on your kids. So while I'm sitting here going through my own trials and tribulations, it's like, you know, what I'm saying it's it's impacting the kids and to the point to where she didn't want us to know it. So you know what I'm saying? I, sometimes I'm like, man, my oldest child is is well beyond her years, because she wouldn't bring it home. She had enough common sense or decency, so to speak, to where she's going to school, talking to her teachers and counselors and stuff like that. But when she comes through this door, you would never know. I'm like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> At nine years old, I don't know if that's a good thing or not because it's like you always want your kids to feel like they can come talk to you at any time. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was hard for everybody. And I swear, man, for like, we buried her in January. I'm going to say probably from like January to at least April or May, man. It's like if people really knew some of the thoughts and stuff that was going through, going through my mind and what was happening in between my walls you know between me and my wife and stuff like that like man it was it was scary dude and then it's almost like you have to suppress those thoughts and just put it in a box and try your best to just bury it she could feel you mourning but she didn't want to make it hard on you seeing her said that that's what I'm telling you like I'm, I'm not even joking man like for real like my wife and them they're outside right now she can come in and, and confirm that. Cause she just told me like not too long ago. And, um uh, I was just kind of blown away by it, but it's like, man, my, like not to brag about my kids or nothing, but it's like, my kids are just different. I like, we asked them to make a list, uh, to Santa Claus of what they want. And my son is like, all I want is for you to help the homeless. And when I saw that, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like what seven year old, even goes there you know you tell a kid to make a list for Christmas and it's like I want this toy that toy this game that game they just go on and on and on but my kids was just and then my oldest she was like I want a family picture (laughs) I want a family picture of my whole family so we had that done and um, well Santa Claus had that done and um, she's got the photo hanging up in her room and stuff like that but it's just like I don't know man like people don't understand how much kids keep you grounded. Like I know it's kind of cliche or you know what I'm saying like several of my friends, you know, had their first child this past year or whatever, maybe a year or two ago, and the conversation kept coming up is like, dude, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like kids change your life in so many different ways. But until you have your own you don't know, you know what I'm saying? You you can't even describe that feeling. But it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. But without them, like I said, I have no idea how I got through it. And um like I said, 2021 was just one of those years, man. Then you still dealing with COVID and all that stuff. And we thought we was over that hump, but here we are, right back where we started. And I don't know, man. It's just the holidays was just, it was just different. So I was saying all of that because it's like, even though it's been a year, a full year, it seems like it was just yesterday. And it's like, you, you sit around the room with family and you try your best to, you know, act like you enjoying everybody's company and having a good time or whatever. But in reality, you know what I'm saying? Like mentally I was just, I was, I was all the way checked out. And uh, I'm going to share an embarrassing moment. You know what I'm saying? We had a small little family get together here at at our house the other night. And um, we were fortunate enough for 2021. My wife and I, we were able to purchase our first home. So shout out to us. Um, That was one of the goals we had in mind prior to us finding out about my mother having cancer. And, uh, you know, for those that have listened to the episode uh, that I did, you know, for my mother, that was one of those things where it was like she lived five hours away and my brother, he lives in Texas. So at that point you have to almost stop everything that you're doing. We moved her up here with us just to get her, you know, some better doctors and stuff like that. So quite naturally, some of our personal goals we had to put on the back burner and, you know, we were fortunate to be able to, you know what I'm saying, go through all of that at the beginning of the year with, you know, the funeral stuff like that. And we were able to keep everything going and we got our first home. So we invited people over, um, what, last week. And quite naturally when it was time to bless the food, my wife is like, (laughs) come up here and, you know, bless the food so everybody can eat. And I told her, I was like, nah, I was like, I don't, I don't feel like doing it. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Ask one of your brothers to do it or whatever. And it was just awkward because, you know, when she goes to them, it's like, Hey, do you mind blessing the food? I'm like, wait a minute. Like, man, this is, this is his house. He's the man of the house. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't he supposed to bless it or whatever. And (laughs) I go to bless the food. dog, And it was just like, I don't know, man. I just, I just got choked up because it's like you sit around and you 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 reflect on the fact that like okay everybody's here to share this moment with you you know see your new home you know fellowship with each other it's the holidays and stuff like that and it's like the one person that you want to be there that's when you realize they're not there so I'm stumbling all over (laughs) blessing the food and I done got to sweating and stuff like that and it's just like man like it's just it's hard it's hard it really is but at the end of the day like I said I am uh I'm thankful you know everything just kind of happens you know that's stuff that you you can't control so you just kind of got to take it and then on those days where you are down mentally, you just got to start thinking about all the good stuff, all the good things that's happened, you know, start thinking about your kids and stuff like that. So man, depression is real. I'm going to say that like depression is is real and (laughs) it takes a lot to kind of bounce back from that or, or act like it, it doesn't exist And I tell people all the time, it's like, man, you you never know how far kind words will go. Just, you know, reaching out to people, just say, hey, how you doing? Just check on people. Like, stuff like that actually, it actually matters. So at times where I'm sitting around, you know what I'm saying, just going through it, and then one of my partners will shoot me a text like, hey, man, just checking on you. See how you doing. And it's like almost instantly like, them thoughts just go out, go out the window because you like, damn, somebody's actually thinking about me. Like I crossed somebody's mind at that particular moment in time. And you know what I'm saying? It just, <sighs> now I'm getting all choked up now. Like y'all got to excuse me, but, um, it's just crazy. So, um, 2021 it's just, can't even describe it man and like i said we still dealing with with covid this new variant or whatever you want to call it and i want to kind of talk about that just briefly for a moment because it's like now man we're knocking on 2 years and you still got people questioning all of this and i'm asking myself i'm like <laughs> what what does the government have to gain from stretching all of this for, for two years now and you hear everything from the vaccine don't work. They're inserting chips in the people and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, if I've been vaccinated and I test positive for COVID, but I don't have any severe symptoms and things like that, you know, runny nose might run a fever for a day or two, And that means the vaccine actually is working. Like the whole point is to prevent you from having to be stuck in the hospital or stuck on ventilators and stuff like that. And it's like, we're still (laughs) having to deal with this two years later. And we're dealing with an economy. That's like, I honestly feel like we're, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's like mentally, Everybody has just blocked it out, I guess. And, you know, we were fortunate. Um, hold on, it's my brother. Uh, I'm going to have to read it in a minute. Um, You know, we were fortunate to where I was able to work from home. You know, my wife, she's a teacher, so she was able to, you know, they did the whole NTI thing or whatever. So, overall, we wasn't directly impacted by what's going on but it's like okay for those that lost their jobs and they were going on the you know unemployment and all of that and some of those benefits now are starting to dry up so now you're stuck with the real world and I don't know how many people like man you go in a grocery store these days and like man the cost of of food is up The, the shelves are half empty and it's like are people not really paying attention to what's going on out here Like you go to buy a new car and it's like, man, the prices is through the roof. Even the whole, you know, shopping for homes and stuff like that whole process was just insane to me because everything is inflated. And it's like, why are we still taking stuff like this for granted? Like, that's, that's just crazy now. Like after all this time and we've actually been impacted, we've lost family members due to COVID or we've had, uh, family members that were hospitalized. I'm telling you, man, again, I, you know, I'm going back and forth between the mic and and reading people's comments here on the the Facebook live, but it's like, it is crazy, man. Nobody's paying attention whatsoever. But then when we get to situations where some of our luxuries and stuff, you know, is being taken away, everybody gets, get pissed off about it. I was against it at first. I highly recommend it dealing with COVID in my home now is no joke. Like, like real talk, man, because it came through my house, man, my kids ended up catching it. And, uh, luckily it wasn't nothing, you know, too severe or whatnot, but the whole house having a quarantine for 10 days, man, imagine trying to tell a seven year old, they can't come out of their room and stuff like that. And it's like, man, we, we take all of that for granted. And I know it's all my personal opinion, but it's like, if everybody, would have just social distance in the beginning, like they were recommending who knows they might've been able to get control of it and we wouldn't be where we're at now, but it's like people just don't want to give up their, their luxury items or they feel like they have to be a part of what's going on in the rest of the world. I mean, look at them people stuck out there uh, on them cruise ships this past week. I'm like, I'm still not ready to take no, no cruise yet, man. It's too much going on right now. I think it was like, what, 40 or 50 people that tested positive, And then wherever they were going was not going to accept the ship to dock. And then they couldn't turn around and come back until the little quarantine process. So, man, you just stuck out here in the middle of the ocean. And I'm pretty sure ain't nobody getting no refund for that. So it's just like, nah, like all people are asking you is to just take a break for a little while. And once everything kind of gets back to normal, we'll slowly get to where we're at. And it's like, man, look at professional sports. Dog. These athletes, man, they, I'm talking about left and right, testing positive. But at the end of the day, the the bottom line is what matters. <laughs> they still going to keep playing. They still going to keep playing because it's like that, that money, it makes a difference. But with that being said, I'm going to transition into this Lakers stuff real quick, man. I got a few people watching, so I'm going to read some of these comments if people chime in. But it's like, we're what? (laughs) 30-plus games into the season. Facts, bro. COVID hit my entire house. Life is getting real. I was totally against the vaccine. I mean, honestly, dude, and I was the same way. I was the same way. My wife was the first one to get vaccinated, even prior to, you know, the JCPS talking about it. And I was just looking at her like, nah, I'm cool. I was like, I work from home. I was like, I don't even go nowhere anyway. And uh, I had my mask on if I did go out. I was like, nah, I was like, because I'm one of the people like, I've never had the flu shot before. And I was, again, I'm like, man, why do I want to put it in me? Not realizing that it's like, okay, the human body is like, you put it in you, the body knows that if I ever see this again, this is how I need to react to protect yourself, you know what I'm saying? But it's, (laughs) it's crazy. But once I started seeing people in my family, catching it, going through all of that. And then not only that, the whole entire time that I'm taking my mother back and forth to her uh, treatments and stuff like that, you see people on ventilators. Like at one point they had her on the floor with COVID patients. And you walk by this room and you just see people stuck. They got these tubes and stuff all down their mouth. And like, I'm like, nah, out of fear alone. That's why I was just like, nah, I'm cool on that. I'm going to get vaccinated. Plus by then, I knew my wife and then wanted to start going on vacations. And I thought everything had kind of died down. So I'm like, well, cool. Let me go get this shot and we'll go take a vacation because we didn't take one the year before when it first hit. We was all in the house. Like, I'm like, nah, we ain't going nowhere. Like, I wouldn't even go visit my mother. This is prior to us finding out about it. And, uh... Yeah, dude, like, man... <laughs> I'm telling you, like, everything is, is inflated, man. At one point, I was trying to find a, a new vehicle and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait a minute, this costs how much? I'm like, nah. I was like, I'm I'm cool on that. And then even with, you know, the house it's a seller's market at least it was when we were looking i mean i'm pretty sure it still is now but it's just like that was crazy but um i wouldn't even go visit just out of you know i don't want my grandmother to you know we i didn't want to bring nothing to them so we went that whole year without any kind of vacations any of that and i could tell that my kids was getting burnt out they wanted to go somewhere so boom we go to florida (laughs) And right when we in Florida is when, you know, it started peaking again. I'm like, if I had known that, I wouldn't have went anywhere. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? That people just feel the need to, nah, I'm not giving up my my luxury things to help somebody else. That's just human nature. Though. We, don't, we don't want to sacrifice nothing out of fear that we're going to miss out. When in reality, it's like if once we help each other, we all win. But anyways, um, this whole Lakers thing, dog, like, <laughs> we 30-something games into the season. And half of y'all that's still on here looking at this Facebook Live, man, y'all know me by now, man. I I watch the games. I comment while I'm watching the games. I know a lot of times, you know, people laugh. Man, this dude's crazy. He always ranting. He's always going off about something. And that's why I was saying in the beginning, I wanted to talk about social media as a whole. Because it's like, social media can be fun. It's entertaining. I like to laugh and joke. I have nothing good to say about the Lakers right now. But just hear me out, though. Because I'm saying, like, I'm watching the games. And it's not good basketball. Period. It ain't got nothing to do with the names on the back of the jersey or anything. It's not good basketball. It's hard to watch. When you watching dudes getting wide open shots, trip after trip. At the end of the day, these are professional athletes. At some point in time, they were the man, <laughs> whether it was high school, college, juco, whatever. These were all great athletes that are talented enough to make it to the professional level. So if you give them wide open looks, I would expect them to knock them down. (laughs) So it's like, man, you watch the Lakers play. Nobody's rotating on defense. Nobody's talking on defense. Shot goes up. Nobody goes to crash the boards. And I'm just sitting there looking. I'm like, dog, like what is going on? Like, there's no way that this is happening. Like, you come down on offense, it's one pass, somebody jack up a shot, nobody's even in position to rebound the ball or nothing, and then boom, it's off to the races the other way. So the Lakers is getting waxed. Night after night, LeBron goes down. So even, this is what, LeBron's fourth season with the Lakers. So even in the first couple of years with Lonzo and all them there, I'm like, man, Bron is slowing them down. LeBron plays the game too slow. Hold on. I mean, we, we ain't even I'm, I'm getting to Westbrook, though. I'm getting there. Um, dude was lost by 40. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, um, I'm like, dog, LeBron slows the tempo down. I was like, man, you got all these young guys. Let them get out and run. This is the first year. LeBron gets hurt. And then... You look at this team, and it's like nobody stepped up. Like, at least carry a little bit of the weight. I understand they were young, but keep them afloat. I think when when LeBron got hurt, it was Christmas against Golden State. The Lakers might have been in third or fourth place or something at the time. But it's like, boom, hit rock bottom. So then all the trades happen. Anthony Davis come in. Lakers is balling. COVID hits. The bubble happens. Boom. Rest is history. People don't count it. Count it. Whatever. Um. So then last year, Anthony Davis technically was hurt in the bubble. So everybody's talking about how Anthony Davis is putting on some 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 muscle or whatever. And we roll out the balls for this past season. I even said then I didn't like how they gutted the entire team. Because if you go through the bubble, everybody's like, Danny Green, Danny Green, Danny Green, myself included. It's like, nah, he can't hit the side of a barn. Like, what's going on with with Danny Green? And I'm like, okay, tweak a few pieces. Build on what you got. Because Rondo had a hell of a run in the bubble. Dwight gave them good minutes. Build on that. They gut everything. Bring in Gasol. I'm like, nah, I don't understand that. I'm like, nah, they should have kept Dwight. Everybody's like, man, nah, Gasol is a better passer. He's this, he's that. So, boom, season starts, same thing. No chemistry. Oh, it's, it's too early. Give them time. They'll figure it out. They'll do this. They'll do that. LeBron gets hurt. Anthony Davis gets hurt. And then Anthony Davis stays hurt. Then he comes back. So then they run into Phoenix. By now, Phoenix is like, nobody expected Phoenix to do what they're doing right now. And this started, really, if you want to be honest, it started in the bubble. Phoenix started clicking in the bubble. And um, nobody expected that. So, I mean, who had Phoenix as a preseason top contender going into last year? So the playoffs start. And hell, the Lakers was up, what, 2-1? And that's where I do fault LeBron and some of the antics and stuff because they on the sidelines dancing. Oh, I know y'all remember Drummond's doing all that stuff, and it's like, nah, man, like, this is the playoffs. And then before you knew it, Phoenix mopped them. So, boom, they retooled the team again. So... You start hearing the Buddy Hill, all this and that. Everybody's getting excited. Everybody threw Kuzma to the wolves, myself included. And they're like, okay, they're going to get Westbrook. So I'm talking to my partner, Daryl, and uh, we're like, I don't understand that one. Like, I don't understand how it works. But then I'm like, you know what? I can see the direction that they're kind of moving in, in terms of. LeBron can't run the show forever. At some point in time, LeBron is gonna have to sit down, rest, or whatever, but we still need somebody else to run this team. So boom, they go out, and make some other pieces, bring in Monk. Monk is from UK, so I already know Monk can hoop. Like I was excited about that. They go back and get Dwight Howard. I was excited about that. Like you start seeing some of the different names. Areza none. And you're like, okay, there's a balance between old heads, some youth that can get up down the floor, defend the wings, knock down some open shots. Because I felt like the whole time LeBron has been there, that's been their issue, shooting. They ain't really had no shooters, dog. And it's like, if LeBron kicks out to you wide open, knock it down. If I look at all the other teams in the league, now they got guys that knock it down. So I'm like... Is this, the, is this LeBron being cursed? Or is this like, for those that actually know how to play basketball, at some point in time, you have to have a rhythm as well. Like, you can't just stand around and catch the ball and think you're just going to automatically knock it down. That ain't how it works. You got to shoot, get a feel a few times, and then, you know what I'm saying, all right, once that first one goes in, now you start clicking. But playing with LeBron, it's like, I might not touch the ball two or three trips down the court don't wait for me on the fifth time. Now all of a sudden I'm supposed to hit. I say these things when I post and I talk about that good, bad and ugly, whether LeBron plays good. If he plays bad, I talk about it. So this whole Westbrook thing. And it's like, not only that, um, none hasn't played yet. Ariza's just now coming back. And then Ariza gets hit with the COVID protocols. They go get Bradley. Bradley's been in and out. COVID and this and that. So it's like the whole season has been up and down, but that's not the excuse because when they have been there, there's no chemistry. There's no anything like there's no identity at all. Like they don't even look like they fit together. So this whole entire time I've been talking about it, but now that it's just like, all right, man, this is ugly. Like we're 30 games in and it's not getting any better when you start losing games to San Antonio and a dude that averaged three points, come out and drop 30 and don't miss a shot. Now we, we, we have a problem and Westbrook can be the, the easy scapegoat, but it's like, all right, Westbrook is Westbrook. Dog. What you see is what you get. One would hope and assume that by now, as many years as he has under his belt that he would have adjusted his game because now he doesn't have to play like that anymore. When he was in OKC after Durant left, okay, cool, I get why you playing that way. Where did he go after that? What, Houston, him and Harden, and a bunch of perimeter shooters, I can get why he tried to play that way, even though it went against everything that Houston was trying to do. Take that lie back. I think he went to OKC for uh, Not OKC. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get my thoughts together. Westbrook, Paul George, Mello. Yeah. So he was still in OKC when all of that happened. And even then, it's like you had enough punching power to where you didn't have to play that way. So going back to Houston, it's like, boom, James Harden. You got all these shooters around you. And Westbrook is kind of that, that odd man out. He goes to Washington. Same thing. It's like, I get you're kind of that star power, you and Bradley Beal or or whatever the case may be. But still, you don't have to play that way. You got enough pieces to where, you know, Bradley Beal is a, a 25 a night guy. You don't have to do all of that. But yet he never tweaked his game. So, boom, he comes to L.A. And it's like, all right. Melo, Braun, A.D., Westbrook, you don't have to play that way. If anything, all you need to do is just go get dimes. Like, I mean, that's what you've been doing with your triple-doubles and all of that, just go get dimes. Why pick him up if they know how he plays? Because I'm, I'm telling you, and this is just my opinion, I feel like the reason why they've done that is so that LeBron doesn't have to play high minutes until later in the season. If they can give the keys to Westbrook and tell him, get downhill, get aggressive, create for others, and dish like he's been doing, then boom, you you have a 1A or 1B. And I honestly felt like the chemistry between Westbrook and AD should have blossomed by now. Because at the end of the day, when Westbrook gets downhill, Boom, that's a lob, throw it up. But the problem with that, in my opinion, is AD don't even go towards the rim anymore. So I don't know if, if that's a mental thing or if he's still got some lingering injuries. You know what I'm saying? Once you start talking about your feet and your heels and stuff like that, like, that's huge when it comes to basketball. But um, vet guard who can play all facts. game. Not a bad pickup at all. Just something Westbrook even tried to adjust. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like this late in the game, nobody's tried to change anything. And it almost feels like a pickup game when you watch the Lakers die. It's like there's no ball movement, there's no cutting, there's no, it's just like boom. Mello calls for the ball on one side of the floor, throw his hand up. They throw the ball to Melo. And then the rest of the team just clears out. But yet, all five defenders for the other team is just standing there. All Melo can do is take one dribble, turn around, pull up. Nobody's in position to rebound. And boom, you back off to the race. I was like, dog, that's not good basketball, man. Like, that's one shot. You don't even give you a, give yourself an opportunity for second chance points. And your big man in AD, he's not even down on the glass. So it's like, it's all wrong. And then from a coaching perspective, you sitting there waiting for somebody Even if it's it's Vogel or LeBron. Hell, at this point, AD has enough star power to where he can be like, look, enough is enough. I'm waiting for somebody to get in Westbrook's ass, excuse my language, and tell him, like, nah, man, you got to do better. I've yet to see anybody in the heart of the game finally get mad at the careless turnovers or the missed shots. Like, you know, man, you can... We all watch basketball, man. It's like, how many times have you sat down and somebody call a timeout, you go to the bench and they get to arguing. Outside of the little scuffle between AD and Dwight Howard earlier in the year, you ain't seen anything remotely close to that. And the whole body language, like the body language is just terrible, man. It's terrible, dog. It's like <laughs> the Lakers is supposed to be entertainment television. And with all of those names, you ain't never heard me Come with no excuse. It's like, dude, the Lakers are trash. Every post I make, the Lakers are trash. There's no ball movement. There's no this and that. They don't play defense. They don't rotate. And I throw LeBron in that equation. So here comes social media. (laughs) And the whole problem that I have It look, uh, shout out to my brother-in-law, man. Rick's on here now. He no chemistry. Me and him, you know, we've been talking about this, man. He's a he's a Lakers fan. E's on here now. Shout out E. Like I have conversations with people all the time, and these are the things that we talk about. I mean, it's on TV. Hell, I see what y'all see. But now it's turned into, Oh, here go these LeBron fans. They want to talk about trading everybody. It's like, dog from me, I don't think they should trade anybody. It's just develop chemistry and make it work. Come up with a lineup and make it work. Like Mario's still on her dog. You coach. How important is it to come out and start a game and set a tone? Especially when you're playing at home, the home crowd is supposed to be a determining factor starting the game. Like As an opponent, when you come into somebody else's arena, you kind of got some bubble guts, some jitters, and whatever else going on until the game kind of settles down. But most teams, the home team starts out energetic. Man, the Lakers down 10 in the first five minutes, every game I watch. How much of this do we put on the coach? And that's where I'm going. It's like the rotations, to me, in my opinion, are garbage. When I look up and see Westbrook and Rondo on the floor at the same time, something's wrong with that picture. You look up, you see T.H.T. and Melo and Rondo and then DeAndre Jordan and Bazemore. And it's like, who can you look to in that lineup not only to get some energy going, make some tough shots, but it's just like to do anything. So it's like, what's going on with that? And it almost almost feels like it's set up. That's why they need Phil Jackson type of coaching, not LeBron coaching. And honestly, and it's like, I even think something is wrong with LeBron, man, because it's like he ain't got no emotions out there. I'm not accustomed to that. After a while, once dudes start missing shots, you start seeing him going and chewing people out on the bench, and I'm like, is he scared to say something to Melo? Is he scared to say something to Westbrook? I've yet to see him publicly challenge Anthony Davis. So it's like something else is going on, dog. Golden State is a great example of how good dog. Golden State is, man. <laughs> you are, nah, I love watching them play. Like I'm publicly admitting that. Like it's good basketball I don't care about the star power or none of that it's like everybody gets an opportunity and you know like I know I see uh on here now he hoops once you feel like you're involved in the game you're gonna play harder like you're gonna give it all you got if you feel like you a part of that but if I'm just standing in the corner I gonna play hard defense not gonna crash the boards if I take a shot, hell, I don't even have no rhythm. So I don't care if I make or miss or not. It's like, shit, in two or three minutes, I'm gonna go back to the bench anyway. Like, but when you watch Golden State, they constantly moving, constantly cutting. I was just telling them, we was uh at my mother in law's house for Christmas. We're watching the Golden State game, and hell, I'm looking at uh Otto Porter close. I thought that was amazing, man. It's like dog, nah, they have that much confidence. To where, boom, Curry. We don't even need you to close, huh? We don't even need you. Auto Porter's cooking. Give him the ball. But it's like with the Lakers. <laughs> if LeBron ain't trying to play Superman, in which I honestly feel like he shouldn't have to do that no more, man. At this point in his career, you need him in the big games when you going against some of the top competition and the game is on the line, or not even with the game on the line, you come out and set the tone on the games that matter. On nights where we're playing OKC, Minnesota, Houston, stuff like that, everybody else go contribute. Everybody else eat. I'll give you 15, 8, and 7 or something like that. I'm not going to give 110%. For those type of games. I feel like that's where he's at in his career. He shouldn't have to have 30 points. Seven of the last nine games. And they done lost five of them. Like that's, that's absurd to me. But for some reason, LeBron is the only superstar in the history of sports that in year 19, he still expected to play a flawless game. So when I come on social media and start talking about that, now all of a sudden I'm a bronze sexual and that's what's wrong with LeBron fans and that's why I don't like watching the Lakers and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, are are we not watching the same game? Like nobody is saying trade the whole entire rosters. Like somebody has to step up. At some point in time, you have to hold these dudes accountable. Rondo's sitting on the bench. Don't get no clock. Dwight Howard. Don't get no clock. Something's wrong with that. There's no way that I'm going to bring DeAndre Jordan in the game when I know for a fact that Dwight Howard helped us get a championship just two seasons ago. Dwight Howard is more athletic than DeAndre Jordan. I'm like, dog, DeAndre Jordan ain't challenging no shots at the rim. He ain't rebounding. So, so what are y'all doing? So now the comments is flooding in. I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to us. Yeah, should AD, should be AD, but he's not available. That's what I'm saying now. AD, stay on the ground. LeBron's style of play won't let the Lakers play how a team like Golden State plays. So, but that's the thing though. Dog, LeBron ain't even been there. Out of 32 games, LeBron has only played in what, 20, 21? Even with LeBron out, dog, they was getting blasted. So LeBron is the easy target. All oh, LeBron put this team together. Like these dudes is vets, dog. Nobody should tell have to tell them how to play basketball. Like that's my biggest issue. Like even without a coach, nobody should tell y'all cut, play hard, help side defense. Hell, that's how LeBron got punched on at the end of the game the other night. Hell, he he rotated late. He was already supposed to have been there waiting on nobody. I'm telling you, Mario, like, like, and I'm I'm not gonna bring up what happened today because it's not for me to talk about, especially on no podcast. But like over the last 24 hours, I've been seeing the different posts. Where it's like, oh, here come the LeBron fans saying trade everybody. Blah, 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 blah. Hold LeBron accountable for putting this team together. Do do do. Nothing is wrong with the team to me. They just lack effort. Like, if they played the fourth quarter, if they played the other night, how they played in the fourth quarter the entire game, their record would be 10 times better than what it is. Like I've seen spurts of them look good. Why can't you put a full game together? So that's why I feel like something else is going on. Or my conspiracy was, I feel like they're trying to get Vogel fired. I I do as a LeBron fan, I do feel like when he is no longer happy with a coach, you see his effort drop. If you go back and look that first year of Miami, he was really trying to get Spolstra up out of there. And that's when, you know, the Pat Riley rumors and all that. And then Pat Riley was like, nah, I'm putting my foot down. So then he goes back to Cleveland. They was really trying to get old buddy up out of there and get Ty Lou back in. And sure enough, that's what happened. He goes to LA. Uh, Luke Walton was the coach. It started out rocking. I'm like, I've watched LeBron enough to know when he's trying and when he's out there BSing around. Because, hell, even if, if y'all watched that game against Minnesota, i was like, man, LeBron wasn't even, <laughs> he might as well should have stayed at the hotel or something because as soon as that game started, he was, I'm like, now you played a whole first half, and I think he took like five shots. Carl Anthony towns out there having a the game of his life going in eighties back and nobody cared to even try to match that energy. They should have a top three team in the West, regardless of talent and IQ alone. I, I agree. And I, you know what? I'll say top four because at the end of the day, we still have to be realistic and understand that age matters. dog. The NBA is young. And if you look at the top teams, you look at Phoenix, that's the perfect roster to put around Chris Paul. Because if you notice, Chris Paul can go sit down and there's not a drop-off. When you let Cameron uh, Payne them get the running, they actually speed up. I feel like that's what hurt them in the finals last year, in my opinion. It's like Chris Paul slowed the game down. When they was beating Milwaukee is when they was getting up and down. And then, for you knew it, the game slowed down, and then Greek Freak went on and done his thing. Taught teams how to lay down. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you look at Phoenix. Phoenix is young and energetic. Golden State is definitely gonna keep the ball moving. You look at uh, Brooklyn. I mean, we just saw that Christmas, dog. Like no, no KD, no Kyrie, no uh, Aldridge. I was like, honestly, I feel like that was a a blessing in its own self because if Aldrich was there, it might've slowed the game down and it might've played in the Lakers favor a little bit more, but it's like Patty Mills, (laughs) Patty Mills went crazy on him, but it's like nobody on the Lakers is like, I'm going to stop him from scoring tonight. I'm going to stop this from happening. DeMar DeRozan is not going to beat us in Chicago with all mid range, like Nobody wants to take on that challenge. And that's where my frustration comes in. But back to what I was saying. And after this, I'm gonna wrap it up. Like I said, I definitely appreciate y'all sticking on the live. Um, My wife actually got me a camera for Christmas. So that's what I'm going to start doing with the podcast. I'm gonna create a YouTube channel. And uh, when everybody pulls up, jump on the mics and stuff, the episodes will be for live streaming, and we'll actually have a YouTube so you can go check it out, but i was I went live just to kind of get familiar with a camera watching you while you're trying to record, and like i said i don't I don't have any notes, just hot takes going off, and go from there um <laughs> that's the goal, Mario da I'm telling you man, it's like you gotta start challenging yourself. I know you, you getting on up there in them episodes and once you start getting all that feedback and it's like, how can I take it to the next level? What's the next step? Because it's like, I see too many people that have podcasts and they're actually, you know, getting sponsored and stuff like that. So it's like, how can you turn this into another stream of income? You know what I'm saying? Like if everybody else is going to capitalize off of it, then, then why not? Then why not? I have fun doing it. People are actually listening to it. So what ways can I get it out there and grow even more? And I actually had somebody stop me at the airport. He's coming back from New York. I had my uh, I Respectfully Disagree hoodie on. And it was an older gentleman. And he's like, oh, man, I I like that. He's like, is that your podcast? I was like, yes, sir. And he's like, "Uh, do you have a YouTube And I was like, nah, I was like, I can only, I was like, you can listen to it on streaming. I was like, I got it on, you know, Spotify, Apple, this and that. And he's like, well, I'm always busy with work. But when I have my laptop up, I always watch things on YouTube. And he wrote it down. He's like, if you ever get a YouTube channel, I'll I'll keep checking for it. So a part of that was kind of the motivation behind it too. I mean, I had always been thinking about it, but it's like, now you got (laughs) to, you got to start educating yourself on how to edit it and and make it look good because it's like, I'm one of them people. I'm not going to put my name behind something and it's, and it's garbage. Like you try to maintain some kind of professionalism about it. That's why I was nervous with the podcast to begin with, because I was like, I don't know who's going to listen to it. Not only that, it's like, I don't want it to come off. as just a bunch of rambling, no substance, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of all over the place. Kind of like this episode is going right now, but it's a good thing, though. Like I said, I really didn't have a, a topic for this one. It was just the end of the year and uh just putting things out there. So I definitely appreciate all the support. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all that, you know, cop t-shirts, hoodies, and and whatever else. So sky's the limit, man. I tell everybody, dog, just As long as we support each other, Encourage each other that we all can win out here, man. And I'm 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 gonna stick to that. I'm definitely gonna stick to that. But um real quick before I get off here, the brain dump episodes are the best ones. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's fun, uh. It's fun. I said the kids are outside running around and I'm just in here rambling. But the the main reason why I jumped on her was because I wanted to talk about the Lakers. But then like I said, this whole social media stuff and it's it's my own fault because you're not supposed to give people that much control over you to where you can sit down behind a phone and it mess up your entire day. And you sitting here sweating in the house, mad at the world. And that's, that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like I enjoy creating controversial posts. Y'all know me by now, man. I'm always like, Making, like, I know what I'm doing when I hit post. Like, I thought that out. I'm going to word it a certain way because I know it's going to create conversation. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. But it's like now the conversation is, oh, here go these LeBron fans and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dog, don't y'all do that, man. Like, in this one particular situation, I feel like it's not warranted because nobody is saying that this team is not talented. Like at some point in time, you got to have some damn heart, some damn, like I'm tired of losing. I definitely, definitely. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying, man. It's, It's like, honestly, it snowballed into this podcast. That's how we even got here because I've always made posts like that. I've always, you know, let's talk about it. Let's debate. I'm always, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we even got here. So I know how to get a conversation going, but I, I need to personally learn how to not let it control me. Cause once it grew legs today, everything just kind of got blocked out. And before I knew it, man, we had been going back and forth for like two hours and it was just all stupid conversation. And I'll sit down and talk sports with anybody. As long as we're able to have an intellectual conversation I don't want everybody to agree with me. What kind of conversation is that? When we just sitting around repeating the same thing over and over and over, like challenge my way of thinking. But that whole, I'm just going to say stuff so I can try to sound right. I don't, I can't, I can't do that, man. I'm just, it's weird between this and your anti-hove. Oh, definitely believe (laughs) the whole conversation is coming, dog. I'm sorry. The whole conversation is coming. I don't know who I'm going to do it with yet, but it's it's coming like I just didn't grow up on that sound, dude. Like it's it's no disrespect to Hov. Like at the end of the day, how can you argue the accomplishments, the achievements? And that's funny that you say that. I'm glad you said it because that in the, in a sense, it's the same thing with LeBron, bro. It's like he's already got the accomplishments under his belt. Like, why are we still debating if he's good or not? If he's great. That's why LeBron ain't no good. Like, come on, man. You sound stupid. I never once said Hove is not great. You can't deny that. It's just I still feel like Dog Wayne had one of the greatest runs. Now keep in mind I'm only 37, dog. So we're talking about Wayne at his peak. Is me at my peak. Like I'm in college, now. These are these are my glory days. And if you say you walked outside and heard anybody other than Wayne from like 2004 to probably about 2008, 2009, I'm not gonna believe you. So that's that's a that's a lie. (laughs) And we ain't even talking about studio albums. And that's where I'm like, if you're gonna start moving the needle versus criteria, I get it, it's like, nah, you can't really bring mixtapes to the table, I I get it, but it's like, man, that was his best work, like, come on, man, Wayne changed the game, nah, I'm sorry, but anyways, real quick, before I get out here, um, the whole social media thing, nah, it's like, we are all entitled to post whatever you want to. And then I also have the right to go comment on it and vice versa. So when you make these posts, you open up that invitation and you got to be mature enough to go back and forth. But I'm one of them people where it's like, okay, I'm going to tell you like, all right, I'm not joking no more. Let's have this conversation. And that's when I expect all the goofy, silly shit to go out the window and let's have this conversation. We can agree to disagree, but we're having a serious conversation. But then once you start keeping all that goofy, all that in it, like I can't take you serious anymore. And that's when it all gets sidetracked. And that's what happened today. And like I said, I am <laughs> I had to be the bigger person. I went on and, and deleted the post. And I'm just going to learn to just keep my mouth shut because at the end of the day, People are going to find fault with LeBron regardless. And if the Lakers win, it'll be because of somebody else. It won't be because of him. If they lose, it'll be because of him. And I ain't got time. So anyways, man, this is the last episode of 2021. Again, man, I want to appreciate everybody that has tuned in, uh, reposted, commented did episodes with me, die. I'm, I'm very appreciative, and I'm, I'm thankful, um, like I said, now we gonna, we gonna try to take it, take it to the next level, um, I'm actually getting ready to order, the little tripod, I already got the little, uh, YouTube lights, and all that, like the little Instagram models be used, and already got all that little joint, so, um, get this YouTube channel started, man, and see where we go from there, dog. Sky's the limit, man. Like I tell everybody, the share button is free, man. It don't cost nothing to hit share, and that's all we got to do, dog, Is Look out for one another, man. Shout out, Miss Tracy. I see Miss Tracy on the line. Um, hope everybody had a merry Christmas. Oh, gonna take 2022, man, and just. See where we go, dog. Um, To all of those that have lost loved ones, um, hang in there. That's what I'm going to say. Hang in there. Because it's going to be super, super, super hard days. But then you're going to have days where you sit back and you just reflect. And you can't do nothing but... Smile. Can't do nothing but laugh. Uh, Keep my mother in the room with me at all times. I don't know if it uh, showed up over there. I'm sure it did. But uh, my wife actually got me a little necklace for Christmas or whatever. Had her picture and stuff engraved on it. So um, sometimes that, that keeps me grounded. It's like when I get into those modes and I'm thinking all negative thoughts and this and that. You kind of glance up and you see that picture and it just kind of levels everything back down. So I know for a fact that I have several, several friends that lost their mothers. And I felt like, man, like I have no idea how all of that even came about, but it was just like back to back, back to back. Like, people that I know was losing their mothers. And, um, I know you ain't supposed to question God and stuff like that. So it's like, you just got to find the, the positive. I know it's it's easier said than done, but you just got to find the positive in it all. And, uh, I said, this whole COVID thing, lost people to COVID cancer, shout out to my guy Tink, rest in peace to him as well, like, it's just been a a tough year, man, it just, it felt like all year was constantly going to funerals, and after, after a little bit, man, it, it starts to weigh on you, but you can't let it break you, so, 2022, stay focused, whatever goals you got, go for them, that's the thing, it's like, So many times I've had visions and things that I wanted to do, but out of fear alone, I wouldn't do it. Where now it's like, man, (laughs) what's it going to hurt? Go for it. So that's where we're going to leave it at, man. I definitely appreciate y'all tuning in to the Facebook Live. Appreciate y'all listening to the episode. So hopefully by episode 100, that is the goal. That's how I'm going to kick off episode 100 with the YouTube channel. It's going to give me time to practice figure out how all this editing and all that stuff works and then we're going to go from there so uh, y'all get y'all topics together if y'all want to pull up to the crib we're going to make it work so definitely appreciate everybody that's listening and happy new year ass toasted no competition I I feel so high I feel so live